Hello, I'm Joshua Vickery. And I'm Mary Thompson Hunt. Welcome to From the Heart. Central Florida is widely known for its tourist spots and attractions, but many people don't know about its thriving arts community. On this show, we are excited to introduce to you talented and passionate artists who share our arts community. How do they create and why? And how can Central Florida benefit from an even greater arts presence? On each episode, we introduce you to guests who are influential leaders and artists who are truly making a difference. With a capital A-R-T. I love that, Mary, when you say that. It's so cute. How are you, my friend? I'm wonderful. Welcome back. Oh, it's so good to be in the studio with you. It's been a few weeks. It has. Traveling and speaking and big meetings and things that just get in the way of our time together. But I'm sure you've had some amazing experiences. I really have. And you've had some great shows. Mm -hmm. You've had some really cool guests on. Thank you. You always just thank you for listening. (laughs) I do. You know how I listen because Uh we're a podcast. Oh, of course. So I have it loaded into my Apple podcast and I'm able to listen to it. Got a little creative. Had a bunch of our funny friends in from the Comedy Warehouse and we talked about what's funny. It was funny. So it was, but it really was like the funniest people I know. Why is it important to laugh? What is funny? And it was just so interesting to have a interesting conversation about humor and laughter. So I got to go on a vacation to Canada, which was amazing. Yeah. And I won't take too much time to talk about it because I could talk the whole show about Canada. But guess who was the comedian on the cruise ship? Brian Bradley. Brian he told Bradley. Me. He told me. I walked out. He was standing there in the in the line to get food. And I tapped him on the shoulder. I said, hey, what's up? And he goes, I said, Brian Bradley, I can't believe you're on the same cruise ship with me. So Brian Bradley is this amazing local comedian. We had him on the show and did a whole thing about, and he was on the- We and improvised he was, for years together. At he Colorado was Rose. really funny. He's amazing. I laughed yeah. so hard. Hysterical. I said, you're actually funny in real life. Like, I know you told us you were funny on the radio show, but like now I see you're actually funny. I'm sure funny. that made him feel really good. <laughs> you, I remember you told us you were funny. He's so, like, wow, thanks, you are. Thanks, yeah. No, he was awesome. It was so, so great. Yay. Everything's well with you? Yes. You know, um, we get our taxes done every year and uh, our tax accountant we've been seeing for 10 years. We love her. She specializes in artists. And as you know, with oh. musicians and actors, we have different kinds of write-offs and different expenses. And that was always her specialty. Well, she passed away. Oh. Yeah. So there's a lot of us artists out there going, it's a specialty. And I, I bring that up because there are so many people that support our community that we take for granted that have to have a special way of learning about how we do business and mm-hmm. how we operate in the world. Mm-hmm. And she was certainly one. So Myra Kramen, you were loved, you were missed. And um, I don't know what my deductions are going to be. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, not, now that you said that, I, we actually just uh, formed a relationship with Fairwinds Credit Union, amazing organization. And um, they have agreed as part of our relationship to offer um, free workshops and classes for artists oh, wonderful. Um, at CFC Arts uh, about tax deductions, about savings, about how do you invest that oh, will be free to great. the community. So is that something you can even announce here when it starts to happen? If totally. for any of our listeners and who are artists? And you can come to it, Mary. I'll need so. to. <laughs> <laughs> then you'll know what you're supposed to be doing. I love that. So let's dive in because yes, we have a lot yes, to talk sure about do. today. But before we do, you know, of course, amazing shows and events and everything happening in our, in our arts community. So check out Orlando at Play dot com to be able to see all mm-hmm. the things uh, that are happening but my my dear friend vicky landon is here on the show and she's she's representing the rep today but she's also a fierce arts advocate and uh-huh. was really a part of 
of the movement to help us to get um, arts funding back. So welcome, Vicky, back to the show. Hi, Vicki. Yeah, so give us an update because we actually have some good news on state arts funding. What's happening? We absolutely do. So um, you know that we've been doing a lot of advocacy work over the past year. And Josh, you've been an integral part of that as well, helping design uh, an arts town hall, which was the first town hall that Representative Ana Escamani in District 47 uh-huh. held. Mm. alongside Representative Carlos Guillermo Smith in District 49. And we've been talking a lot about the sharp decline that we've had in arts funding over the past five sessions or so. Uh, So about five legislative sessions ago, state of Florida was 10th in the country per capita for arts funding, which Mm. was incredible. Every single arts and cultural organization that had submitted grants through the state of Florida's Division of Cultural Affairs was fully funded. If they were approved for funding, if they scored high enough to get it, they got their full grants. Mm. Uh, and we have been tanking ever since. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the session before last, we came down to 48th in the nation mm. per capita for arts funding. And so that looks like an allocation of about $2.6 million for the entire state. Wow. A little over 600 individual arts organizations that had been vetted, approved, and recommended for funding were funded by two and a half million dollars for the whole state. Were you able um, to figure out where that start, like how that happened? Was it one person? Was it a few people? Uh, one issue? If it was one person, it would be way yeah, easier. Boy, yeah, I was going to say, nice. I know someone. <laughs> yeah. The, the, do- the problem is that, you know, all of the arts funding that supports the Division of Cultural Affairs, which is under the Department of State, uh, is, recur- is non-recurring funding. So that money doesn't come back into the arts bucket every year. Every year at the start of session, we have to advocate for those dollars to Up be set grabs. aside. Yeah. And But through a lot of incredible advocacy work and leadership of, of course, Representative Smith and Escamani, but also other leaders in the House and the Senate, it was truly a bipartisan effort from the Orange County delegation among other municipalities in the state. We were able to restore that funding. We're now 20th in the nation per capita. We went from $2.6 million from the whole state in this past session to about $21 million wow. for the whole state. So Thank round you. of applause to yes, our legislation yes, yes, for yes. that Yay. for sure. Yay. Um, it's still, we've got a ways to go. It's not enough to get all of us to full funding. Most of our grants are being funded at about a third mm-hmm. of what that we were uh, recommended for. But oh my word, is it a big world of That's difference beautiful. compared to last year. Were, so were we you are celebrating that or anything even close to that? We never really know, right? Yeah. It's always yeah. going to be something different yeah. at the end of every session. Mm-hmm. The upcoming legislative session, uh, which will fund the grants we receive in the 2019 or 2020, 2021 seasons for most of us, uh, that won't even happen until January. Mm-hmm. So the Orange County Legislative Delegation is meeting uh, middle of next month, and committee work begins in September, and then the session itself starts in January. So uh, we are back in our non-recurring buckets, starting again for this year, but with a lot of education and a lot of allies in Tallahassee for whom we are all thankful. Oh, that's beautiful. Vicki, we ask this of other guests, but I've never had a chance to ask you, like, um, how do you foresee when we get that kind of money and it can go into the arts, What's your ideal vision of what that means for these young children? Oh, my goodness. Well, what it means is that the possibilities for the young children are endless when Mm. it comes to this grant program. So a very common way that philanthropy happens in the arts and cultural communities through restricted or project-intended funding. Um, So I'm going to write you a grant, Mary, but it has to be spent on this program. Mm. And it's not going to pay for the building in which the program takes place or the electric to run the air conditioning in that building, even though it's 98 degrees outside and it's summer in Florida. Mm. Uh, Or it's not going to pay for the administrator to run that program. And we see that a 
lot. We see that sort of perpetuated in this notion of um, 90 cents out of every dollar goes directly to the program as if that other 10 cents doesn't also still support the program Mm -hmm. that needs to happen. Mm -hmm. And the state of Florida dollars are so precious because they are unrestricted general operating support. At the rep, we use them to pay our professional actors so that every performer on our stage gets a regular weekly wage. Um, It also gets used to help pay for teaching artists that run a lot of our camps and classes. But it means that if we really need to run the AC in a summer camp location for these young people, that's what we get to do. Mm-hmm. And it used to be maybe about eight, ten years ago, you'd see far more sources of unrestricted general operating support. That is mm-hmm. not the case in the philanthropic climate as of late. So the dollars from the state, honestly, are worth two to three times their face value because we get to use them in whatever our area of greatest need is. Mm-hmm. That's even better. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. And Vicki, you're so articulate yes. about yeah. this. You're yeah. just, we call her our advocacy queen. That's what I call her at least. But it's true. I mean, that really is, those dollars are are so very precious. And, you know, in the nonprofit sector, and especially in the arts community, the word overhead is like, you know, bad word. Yeah. And yeah. there is overhead. You have to have overhead. You have to have those administrative things to make these programs run. Uh, or air conditioning for the, hot children. Right. And thankfully, the state sees value, the Division of Cultural Affairs sees value in that, and it's not program restricted. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's why those dollars are precious to us, because when you have, when you take out of an operating budget, you know, at, at, here it was more than, you know, I mean, from what, tw- what was it? The first to 2 million? 2.6 million to 21 million. Yeah, was yeah. But what was the cut from the year before down to 2.6? Two, two oh, well, we were at 43 million 43, the last time we were fully funded. So 43 mm-hmm. to 2.6 million. That's a lot of, yeah. that's a lot of operating money that yeah. was left on the mm-hmm. table. So it's it's really, really huge. And it really was a, a, a big effort by art leaders, mm-hmm. by by the business sector, by our legislators, a lot of people jumped in and really helped this year. It became wow. a focus. How can and it we worked. thank all those people? Uh, write letters, you know, write letters yeah. and post on social media. You know, there's been a lot of gratitude towards Representative Eskamani and Representative mm-hmm. Carlos Guillermo Smith, who we had on the show. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of awards and gratitude towards them, but they're only, you know, they're they're helpful. But we need we need all of our legislators to really get behind okay. this. So the more that we can write, the more that we can let them know the impact of those dollars. It's huge. I'll get that mm-hmm. info from you later and I'll make sure my friends know too. Yeah, that would be great. Mm-hmm. So that's a, a great, exciting yes. way to lead us into stories about kids <laughs> and the arts. <laughs> and so today we're talking to leadership of the Orlando Repertory Theater and we're very excited to have Gene Columbus, who was our very first guest on this show, back with us today. And he's going to be sharing some exciting news about the next chapter of his Life And we also have Chris Brown, the new executive director of the Orlando Repertory Theater. Uh, g- he was the general manager for, yeah. for many years. And then Vicki Landon, who you already met, who's the development director um, and also the advocacy queen. So, Gene, we're so glad that you're here. Well, Joshua, it's so good to be back. And Mary, of course, my dear, dear friend for more than three decades. It's mm-hmm. great to be back. And uh, and I'm so glad that you started out with Vicky, who uh, uh, <laughs> number one you can is never a, lose with starting uh, out by you don't, Vicky. You, you know, you know, uh, because quite honestly, the resources necessary to run any arts organization is uh, the lifeblood is the funding, mm-hmm. and uh, um, undoubtedly, we have one of the the best advocates and and amazing uh, development director. Her commitment to uh, to she she turns over every rock uh, yep. and, and 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 does such a great job with that. But I think the uh, understanding uh, uh, she understands the situation from both sides. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes, uh, when well, for for many of us, uh, we only see 
one side of it. Sure. Uh, so she, it's not easy for the uh, legislator to, to fund everything in the mm-hmm. uh, that has been up there. But uh, making a case for what we do is so so important. So as I say, uh, uh, Vicky is extremely articulate mm-hmm. about about our needs and so forth. But uh, uh, the other part of it is that uh, working to, working with uh, Vicky and Chris uh, over the almost the last decade, uh, everything is in such good shape. It was like, uh, but hey, um, I guess there's not a whole lot for me to do. So, <laughs> uh, uh, so the uh, uh, you know the and and I think uh, I tell uh, people this all the time. Uh, the day comes for each of us where we step aside, so that the next generation can step forward. And and uh, hopefully um, you do it in a in a gracious uh, manner to uh, be available if there's questions. Uh, but the fact is that uh, having worked together so closely for so many years, uh, he already knew the answers sometimes before they were asked. So uh, so I feel like the rep is in incredibly good hands. Mm. We I'm thrilled with where we're going with the in the future. And I say we because, in a sense, I'm... <laughs> You're still a very yeah. much a part of it. You know, I'm a lifer. <laughs> You're a lifer. Yeah. Well, we're going to come back, and we're going to hear more about, about this journey, Gene. But before we do, I, I just have to say, you know, you have been and still are a mentor to s- countless mm-hmm. people in the arts, me included. I remember sitting in your office when I first got started and said, Gene, how do I do this whole thing? And from the outside looking in to all of you, the Repertory Theater handled this in such a beautiful way. The transition was gracious and beautiful and done so well. And started that everyone, early. Yeah, yeah, and started early. And you handled it so well, Gene, that the community trusts that the rep is in good hands and the rep is moving forward. And so that's, that's so precious. Yeah. And I hope one day when that happens with me, I'll be able to follow your lead and follow Follow your example. So, but join us back here. We're going to talk to Vicki and Chris and Jean more on From the Heart, Magic 107.7 FM. Welcome back to From the Heart. I'm Mary Thompson Hunt here today with co-host Joshua Vickery. And today's show is all about um, Orlando Repertory Theater. We're here with Gene Columbus, who for many years was the executive director and is soon handing over the baton, although you'll always be a big part of that theater. We're here with Chris Brown, who will be taking on your duties. So it's going to be interesting to hear you talk about what's most important uh, for you to want to pass on and We'll see if Chris decides to hear it. (laughs) (laughs) Stay tuned. (laughs) Where'd he go? Where'd he go? And and Vicki Landon is here, who was just telling us uh, as development director uh, about what she's been doing to help the theater prosper. I'm very impressed. Um, One of the things that I know about, I hear from our leaders, it's so important as to who you groom to come and take the place of Mm -hmm. who you are when you leave so that it can continue to grow. And I'm sitting here going, wow. I'm seeing that that's been done. Mm-hmm. Wow! Yeah. Congratulations. And and done very very well. I I, I think one of the uh, things to keep in mind that there, there's a momentum, and uh, there was not a an end 
a, a sudden end date for Gene and a start date for Chris. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would really uh, say that there was a a phase in, phase out mm-hmm. because we've been working together for so many mm-hmm. years. Yeah. And uh, 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 Chris was the obvious uh, person to take this on. And mm-hmm. he... Uh, he sat with me on uh, in those those meetings, and this the, 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 uh, this is a joyful place to be because we get to do something so wonderful, and it's always the focus of of the quality of the art that we're able to present to to families and particularly young audience members, and uh, Chris as a uh, father of. Uh, kids uh, really can relate to that and but it, he's he's just he's so smart you know and they say always sur- surround yourself with people that are smarter than you <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, and certainly uh, you know I, I, I I've been around for a very very long time and I know many many people and it's been just a, a wonderful opportunity but now all of my friends, are Chris's friends, and he is uh, he is, and I love that the the uh, uh, passing the baton, and what you're doing is you're running as fast as you can, and then you run side by side right. and hand the baton. That doesn't mean you slow down or right. actually you accelerate. Right, mm-hmm. and yeah. I think you're going to see incredible things over the next few years. Well. The next few decades, because Chris is a young dude. <laughs> I he didn't that. tell you that before, did he? <laughs> decades, Call it yeah. like it is. Yeah. Like it is. <laughs> well, Gene, I have a couple of tough questions. I probably wouldn't ask this of just anybody, but I know you can answer this. How do you think two twofold? How do you think that you have left the rep in a in a more beautiful place than when you came there? What mm-hmm. what is the stamp of Gene that is now on the Land Repertory Theater? And then. Follow that with how do you think, what do you most admire about Chris and what do you think he's going to bring that's different than what Gene could do? Oh, very, it's very easy. I think, uh, uh, realized back in, uh, in the beginning of 2008, uh, uh, I, I came to the rep and of course, uh, that was when also coming to the rep and the whole community to the whole country recession mm-hmm. and, and the challenges <clears throat> And uh, there was a couple of moments there where I was saying, which was, what did I get myself into? (laughs) Uh, However, the determination was focus on the art. Make sure our patrons have a wonderful experience. And and my uh, 38 years at Disney, as I've often said, it took Disney 38 years to train me for my uh, position at the rim. (laughs) It was was all about, um, about... taking care of, they take care of the guests, we take care of the patrons, mm. the quality of the experience, the people, mm. the people. We focused on the people. And we all, this was not Gene doing it, it was this, this like-minded, passionate group of individuals that became the staff. All of us worked together. There, there's no stripes. I mean, we all, no matter, uh, matter if uh, Chris, the general manager, is 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 walking around, and if there's something on the floor, you pick it up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no there. If you've got a name tag on and a 
patron is is is, is wandering around. May I help you? Mm-hmm. Keep it. Keep it clean you know, and keep it friendly. Gene, you used to keep it clean, keep it friendly. I know. I yeah. love that phrase. Um, you you say uh, that this is what we all do, but it's from the top down. You lead yeah. by example. Yeah. I, I've watched you pick things up. I see how you treat people. You do it like a frontline person does it, and then the frontline person says, well, if Gene can do it, I can do it. Yeah. And I've seen you do that all your career. Well, uh, you're very kind. It was... It was uh, um, it was those things were ingrained and, and, uh, uh, but I watched Chris do it now, <laughs> and I, but, but it wasn't, he didn't just start that. It was, uh, it's the culture, yeah. our culture at the rep is because we have a, a, a greater responsibility because we are, uh, training and developing audiences for the future. Mm-hmm. We have families coming in with the small children. They see what it is and learning theater etiquette and the joy of going and seeing, we we don't do uh, talk down to uh, kids. We present theater mm. for young audiences, but it is still, and as Jeff uh, Revels, our artistic director, often puts it, the one common thing is theater. Mm-hmm. And we're not on the quest for mediocrity. Yeah. We are seeking to be the finest in family theater. And so... So is uh, so the vision for the future is more of the same, but but uh, we have we have talked about the dreams of 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 what is possible, and it is possible. We're not going to say, oh no, that's going to be too expensive. Oh, we'll never do. If we had taken that attitude ten years ago, we would still be working in a in kind of a kind of a broken down old, well, as I called it, a leaky old boat. Uh, it was, uh, and, and, and we're working on that. But there's so many cool things that, that we're not, we don't think about today and tomorrow. We think about 10, 15 years from now. We think about our community and how we fit into this, this community. And, and, and it, it's, uh, Chris is not a new leader. He's an established leader. Mm. Uh, the interaction we've had within the arts community has been long established. And, and you know, they know I had the collector's item along with Vicki, you know. So. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. And the vision the for the future. Set, <laughs> <laughs> collector's item. Well, they are. I mean, remarkably gifted people. And again, surround yourself. Yeah. Uh, with with people that are uh, uh, that that share the same level of joy and excitement. Well, and that's part of your yeah. stamp on the like on the rep is that you built an amazing team. You yeah. know, you and Jeff together really put together an incredible team to lead it into the future. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, Chris, you know that that leads us to you, my friend. Yeah. No what, pressure. Yeah, no pressure. <laughs> so, uh, before we even dive into into you and in your background and yeah. what you're excited about. You know, why are, what is it like to follow Gene Columbus and, <laughs> and what has he taught you? You know, what have you learned being under his, his tutelage and his mentorship? What, what has he taught you about being a leader? Well, you know, what's, what's great is that a lot of people would say, oh my gosh, you have huge shoes to fill. And, um, you know, throughout this whole transition, I, I've thought about it a different way, right? I'm, I'm blessed to be able to start where he ended, mm, right? Mm-hmm. Gene got this place to 
a certain level and that's my starting point you mm. know and that's what's really um exciting about filling his shoes mm -hmm. uh no doubt um gene is a presence and uh you know will certainly be missed in the day-to-day uh, but it's so great to have them still around. You know, it's it's a unique opportunity, really and truthfully, um, to have this peaceful transition mm -hmm. and to to not have to start over. Mm -hmm. You know, I've been at the rep a little over nine years, oh, and um, we just kind of get to keep going, and that is amazing. That's really got to be great for the staff and for the board and for yeah. the families to have that you know, that continuity of, of, of leadership yeah. that, that, that really is, uh, you know, you don't see that in a lot of organizations you bring in, yeah. not that there's something wrong with bringing in someone new, but yeah. then you start kind of start all over again. I love how you said, it's not about filling the shoes. It's yeah. about being able to take on where Gene left yeah. off. I love the way you said that. Well, and that's what was so great about the process. We, we, we have always worked with a plan. We have processes in place. Um, it, it's a crucial um, element of running a big company, right? And and so we went through that process of transitioning. Mm. We did a national search and we brought in external candidates and we did all of this. And at no point, you know, and Gene and I talked about it many times, at no point was I um, expecting mm. to be in this place now, right? Mm -hmm. It was... Um, it, it, it's a huge role, mm -hmm. uh, and I don't take that lightly. <laughs> um, but uh, it's it's super exciting to to work with somebody like this for nine years. What in your past do you feel has given you um, the most experience and most insight into what you do and what you will be doing? That's a great question. Um, I, I mean, certainly my work at the rep. Um, for for a number of years, um, that that's uh, I didn't even know TYA industry existed until I got to Orlando Rep. Um, before that, I was I, I would say um, grad school probably mm -hmm. taught me how to think differently about things. Do you mind if I ask what you studied? Yeah, I was in I was behind the scenes for my entire existence, really, even after I got to the Rep. So. Um, I did technical theater um, at UCF in college, and then I went to Yale University for a master's degree in um, technical design and production. Well, uh, okay, that's a little bit of help. <laughs> I told myself, I didn't even know Yale had a technical theater oh, master's yeah. degree. It's, uh, it's the best you in the go, world. Chris. Yep. Um, and so I, I left Yale after three years and uh, worked on Broadway and um, kept doing technical theater and... Um, well, and because uh, I, I just had a BLT salad with you at Firebirds a yeah. couple of weeks ago, I know a lot to this story, but you have to share with Mary and yeah. our listeners the really cool thing. <laughs> I mean, come on. I don't I can't believe you haven't dropped it yet because it's so cool. <laughs> well, honestly, Gene is usually the one that drops it. So. <laughs> no, somebody hasn't dropped it yet. We're 30 minutes into Please the show. Please drop it now. I, I want to know. know. Let's not build it up more than it is. Oh, uh, it's so cool. Get it, ready. It's, it's so cool. No, my my before I came to the rep, uh, I I got the the privilege and honor of uh, being one of the project managers building the Times Square Ball in New York. 
Wow. So I worked for it wow. for a year. Mary's from and New York. She yeah, grew well, up in I would New watch York. it yeah. drop every year from Novotel and Marriott Marquis right in, at, as it was dropping. Well, the one that I built is the only one that has ever um, been in Times Square year round. Wow. It's also twice the size as it ever had been. Um, and uh, yeah, it's been there 10 years now. That's pretty amazing. It's pretty cool. Isn't yes. that cool? I feel like I should get his autograph or something. <laughs> well, I mean, there's so few people in all the world that can ever say that yeah. if, if more than one. Well, well it's like I mean, one it, of the it, most iconic things that, mm-hmm. I mean, everybody yeah. knows. There's, no matter who you are, where you are, you know about the Times Square yeah. ball that drops that brings in new hope and new dreams in a new year. I think that's so one cool. one billion people that see that thing every single year drop. One billion people and i was in charge of ordering the parts and making sure it got assembled and wow. all of that stuff was it was it amazing fun? it was amazing yeah it was amazing yeah, yeah. well i don't what? know how we could top that mary so let's just end <laughs> the show right now well we could end this segment we could end okay okay we'll take a break <laughs> when we come back we're going to learn more about chris and his exciting new start at the Orlando repertory theater join us back here on magic 107.7 fm from the heart Welcome back to From the Heart. I'm Mary Thompson Hunt here with Joshua Vickery. And we're very excited at today's show as we talk with our dear friend Gene Columbus. And he's about to pass on the baton as being the executive director at Orlando Rep to Chris Brown, who is also here. And Chris is telling us a little bit about his vision and about his life, you know, small school like Yale and uh, a <laughs> <laughs> ball of crystal uh, and Times Square. <laughs> <laughs> and the wonderful Vicki London, who has, um, did I say your name correct? Landon. Landon, uh-huh. I, I wrote that wrong. Landon. Uh, Vicki, who got to tell us a lot about how you were instrumental in helping us get more money and how we're getting more money arts funded here in the arts. So thank mm-hmm. you for the work that you do. Um, so this segment, we're going to be talking a little bit about what we're looking forward to. Uh, so what... What can our listeners, especially those who have never gone to Orlando Rep, tell them what they can come and experience there and how? Well, if you've never been to Orlando Rep, you have to know that it is a uh, gem in the community. Um, This place has been, it's been in its current location since about 1972. The Rep is about the seventh incarnation of a company that actually goes back to 1926 in this Mm -hmm. community. So we're talking about almost a hundred years of arts uh, that that leads up to uh, what is known today as um, Orlando Rep, um, which is, if you really take a minute to let that sink in, that is uh, an amazing accomplishment. Um, and, and we live and breathe that every single day. If you look through our archives, it is unreal the stuff that uh that's in there is amazing so we're gearing up for 100 years of arts in this community very soon um but the rep is a theater for young audiences it's tya theater um and uh in fact it's the only tya theater uh that does programming for youth and families 100 percent of the time it's the only one in the entire state that does that full time there's a lot of theaters around the country there's a lot of theaters locally that do children's programming um but the rep made it its um its sole mission um uh uh, about 
16 years ago when the rep was created. Mm. Um, so it's very, very cool. And what that means is, um, number one is theater, right? Gene said it a little while ago. TYA starts with the T and, uh, and our characters in our shows um, have the have the same stakes and responsibilities as any other theater characters would. Mm-hmm. Um, our shows are just geared towards kids and families, and so a lot of our shows are based on children's literature. Um, this season, we have things like Pete the Cat, um, which is a huge um, children's book series. Apparently, that's a really big deal, right? Mm-hmm. Pete the it's Cat. It's a huge I mean, deal. I remember yes. when you said something about Pete the Cat, everyone was like. Whoa. Pete the Cat. Pete. So for a listener who's not heard of Pete the Cat, give a, a short synopsis and why that's important. <laughs> my, I rem- I, my kids are a little bit older, so they haven't read Pete the Cat in a little while. Uh, but it's, uh, it, it's about Pete's, um, Pete's journey. Pete goes to school. Pete's always worried about his shoes getting dirty. And it's such a fun kid's book. Um, early elementary school, mm-hmm. uh, a, a pre-K kind of mm-hmm. um, age group. Um, but, but because of TYA, right, the, if you look at Broadway right now, for instance, a lot of people get confused by TYA. Most of Broadway is TYA, right? Mary Poppins, Shrek, all of these shows mm. like that, that cater to the families. Theater that's young what audiences. The, that's but, what the rep does. But those shows are really also ones that appeal to adults as well. Absolutely. So is that their way of saying it's rated G type of thing for um, theater? A lot of times, TYA references, uh, uh, you know, a shorter show. So oh, okay, gotcha. we do the full-length productions throughout the years. Mm-hmm. You know, like a Christmas show would probably be a traditional full-length two and a half-hour musical. A lot of the shows, like a Pete the Cat, is under an hour, so you can come with little kids. You don't have to worry about them kind of um, squirming out of their seats mm-hmm. and 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 pitching a fit. It's it's short enough to keep. Um, keep them really engaged and keep their attention so a lot of the shows that we do are right in that like 60 minutes 75 mm-hmm. minute um, version um, and then additionally sometimes um, uh, sometimes there's a little bit smaller of a cast right sometimes that sometimes it's created for um, a specific purpose and mm-hmm. and we can kind of get lost in all of the things but at the end of the day anything that you see the rep do whether it's a show on our stage or a camp or a workshop or whatever is going to be appropriate for kids and families. Mm-hmm. And to mm-hmm. your point, Chris, and to your point, Mary, you don't always have to have kids with you to yep. enjoy the shows that yes. we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so coming up in this season, our Christmas show opening in early November is The Miracle in Bedford Falls, which is a musical version of It's a Wonderful Life. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. So oh, surely yeah. a story that a family can all enjoy, but you don't need children with you to come see. Yeah. What you do need in every piece of TYA, and our artistic director is very careful to make sure that's curated into every title we do, um, is a lesson right? It's really important. We know that there's a responsibility. What we can do in the theater is facilitate a dialogue that Mm -hmm. a family might not be able to have so easily on their own. Mm -hmm. Um, We're going to model positive and not so positive behaviors for young people on stage so they can have that conversation with their family. Um, We're going to put out discussion topics for the car ride home so that family members, if we see a character going through a divorce on stage, we have a little eight-year-old in many cars in this community whose Mm -hmm. parents are going through a divorce who need a way to talk about that so there's a huge emotional well-being space in what we do and that's something that's careful that goes into every title that's what i love about your theater is that because we've heard it from gene so often that the conversations that come up are the difficult ones that Mm -hmm. you open the door and you give 
permission and even directions how to have the conversation yeah. with your children. It's have, a safe space, right? We create that safe environment yes. to have those discussions so that the kids can learn and so the kids can experience it. And, and talk about it, it before it happens in their own world, right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So you give them a safe space to experience the art and to be able to dialogue about it with their families or their peers, but you also give them a safe space to train, right? To become actors and performers. So you have camps and workshops Absolutely. and you do shows for kids as well, right? There's the other side of it. Absolutely. So the, and that's what you're, that's what you will really start to see, I think, in, in this coming season is that is that what's beyond that tip of the iceberg that everyone kind of sees through the shows, right? The shows are a wonderful, easy entry point for new patrons uh, and, and it's certainly the entertainment value, but there is a huge um, segment underneath all of that um, surface that is empathy and that is, you know, not just training uh, tomorrow's performers, but but teaching life skills, compassion, you know? kindness, compassion, kindness. Mm-hmm. We we talk about um, you know developing creativity and innovation, and mm-hmm. um, you know the the entertainment side of it is one small piece. But we're really um, we're 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 helping these kids become um, who they're gonna. Mm-hmm. Um, that's Chris, really cool. Work. Is there a time that you were maybe with your children or someone else that um, they had a, a question or a difficult time or an epiphany or they worked through something because of something that they saw at the rep that you're, mm. you experienced? That's a great question. Um, I don't know about my kids yet. Uh, my kids are eight and 10. Um, we haven't really been in that situation, but I'll tell you a, a really good one that um, comes up a lot is uh, we did a show two or three years ago now that was called Flora and Ulysses, and it was a Newbery, Newbery Award-winning book um, about a little girl whose parents go through a divorce. And um, it, what was really fascinating is that we had patrons um, complain about the subject matter, and they didn't feel like it was appropriate or or they disagreed with um, us talking about that subject. And mm. it, they didn't connect that it might not be an issue for them that mm. they need to talk about, but there might be someone in the next chair over that is living this life and, and does need to have that conversation. Um, and so... It, that's what that's what's so great is that we we create these situations through these great plays to 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 really impact the kids like that absolutely they're not alone they're not and they have a road and they see that it's totally normal like Mm. uh, we all deal with different things in life and uh and it's wonderful to be able to provide a high quality environment that's fun and still get to some of this meat Mm -hmm. you know well, you, you can tell that you're passionate about this, Chris, just the way that you speak about <laughs> yeah. it. You can tell it's something that you really believe and yeah. not, you know, it's not just words that come out of, out of your mouth. You yeah. know, you're, you were the general manager yeah. and now the executive director. <laughs> mm-hmm. What has you most jazzed about that? What are you most excited about from in, in this new role? Oh, I'm so excited about um, our, it, it's kind of what we were just talking about, right? Like at the rep, we're very humble organization we do not like talking about ourselves it's not about us it's not about the leaders it's not about the development director it's about those kids sitting in that theater 
and in those camps and and what they're going through. And so for years and years and years, we have all of this amazing, impactful programming that we don't ever talk about. Uh, We just don't. And so what's really exciting now is that we're starting to kind of get that stuff up to the surface Mm -hmm. and and make it more apparent. Um, Because I'll tell you, some of the work that we do in the community is um, it is the real impact of this organization. Like absolutely no question. There's going to be kids and families and grandparents sitting in that theater and watching a show and, 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 you know, getting stuff out of it. And it's going to impact a few of their lives. No question. But the work in the community is actually changing those kids' lives. It's taking a kid that's headed towards the justice system and it's totally, um, getting them on a path to success, and it's just um, that's what's really, really special. I and love so that that's important to you. Our education programming is going to explode mm-hmm. right now. Our conversations right now are, if we think of everything that we do as a pilot program, how do we scale that up? Wow. And so if we're in you know thirteen or fifteen classrooms in Orange County, how do we? get to 100 classrooms in Orange nice. County. Or all, you know? of, them. Or all <laughs> of them. Absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. <laughs> One more time for our listeners who uh, might want to get involved and never have, give them the information of the website and who they can call. So OrlandoRep.com. Uh, we have a phenomenal website. It's so beautiful. I love it. Um, and the phone number, 407-896-7365. Uh, box office is open um, pretty much all week. Uh, we have shows on the weekends that run basically from Labor Day to Memorial Day. That's kind of our main season. And then in the summer is all summer camp modes. So we have about 1,500 kids in summer camps right now. Um, wow. So if you're interested in the arts or if you just want to get your kids, um, your shy kids to come out of their shell a little bit, um, uh, get them in a theater summer camp. It's, it does wonders. It's really incredible. Well, Mary, I would say that the Repertory Theater is in great Good hands. hands with yes. Vicky and Chris, <laughs> yes. would you say so? Thank goodness. But Gene, before we go, we need to hear what is happening with you, because we're going to hear Gene Columbus all over the place, but tell us where we might hear it. Well, I uh, I think it was two days after I uh, uh, I announced my retirement that uh, UCF called. Uh, I had been an adjunct and, and taught for, uh, uh, for 12, 13 years uh, and they said, oh, you're going to have time now. <laughs> so, uh, indeed, uh, I will be uh, teaching theater management. Imagine nice. that. Yep. Uh, theater management at UCF uh, in the fall semester. And uh, uh, so I will have one day a week uh, to do that. But but I will keep an eye on on the rep. And I think uh, <laughs> if we were to sum, sum up... Uh, when we look back over over the time, I would like to say that uh, uh, the rep has helped children mm. find out how they fit into the world, mm. as well as we help children find their voice. Mm. And that's what I'm most proud of, and the people that are going to carry on all the traditions that uh, were established this last decade. Mm. Well, Gene, many people have spoken these words of the last couple of months, and Mary and I will add to that a job well done to you, sir. Uh, and thank you for the incredible work that you've done, not just at the Rep, but in our entire arts community. And we know that you'll continue to mentor and advocate and cheerlead 
uh, all of us that are still in, in the trenches and we greatly appreciate you, sir. No you're question you about very it. Loved. <laughs> yeah, thank you. And Chris and Vicky, thanks oh, for being on the show today. Of course. And we're, we're cheering you on too, Chris. Appreciate it. So go check out orlandorep.com. Mm-hmm. Make sure you go and see one of their shows. Check out a summer camp. Just go and meet Chris and Vicky. They're yeah. awesome, wonderful ask people. Ask for Chris. He doesn't mind. Yeah, ask for Chris. <laughs> Please do. And you can, he'll even show you his Waterford crystal, right? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, come on. <laughs> Mary, always oh, a pleasure. So it's good to, to be you. back. Yeah. Yeah, join us next week on Magic 107.7 FM from the heart. Thanks for listening.